0: strengthened in their faith and for their Jewish kinsmen to come to the saving knowledge of Jesus as the Messiah, the Son of God.
1: Bless the Lord. Good evening to you and welcome to For Zion's Sake. We thank you for joining us. with the folks. My name is Shelley.
2: And my name is June. Hi, everyone.
1: It's good to be with you as we continue a theme that we started on Monday and are speaking throughout the course of this week. We are speaking about the appointed times of the Lord. And in the month of Nissan, which we are currently in, this is on the Hebrew calendar, the spring feasts begin. These include Passover, the feast of unleavened bread, and the feast of first fruits. And we've been talking about Passover the first three uh, days, and last night was the Seder meal, that Jews all over the world uh, commemorated by celebrating the redemption of our people, the setting them free from Egyptian slavery and brought them out of Egypt and started the wilderness trek into the promised land. But we see also that while that occurs on the 14th day of Nisan, on the very next day, the 15th day of Nisan, we begin the feast of unleavened bread, which lasts for seven days. So I'd like to read that out of the book of uh, Exodus chapter 12, beginning at verse 15. Seven days you shall eat unleavened bread, but on the first day you shall remove leaven from your houses. For whoever eats anything leaven from the first day until the seventh day, that person shall be cut off from Israel. And on the first day you shall have a holy assembly, and another holy assembly on the seventh day. No work at all shall be done on them, except what must be eaten by every person that alone may be prepared by you. You shall also observe the feast of unleavened bread, for on this very day I brought your hosts out of the land of Egypt. Therefore you shall observe this day throughout your generations as a permanent ordinance. In the first month, on the fourteenth day of the month at evening, you shall eat unleavened bread until the twenty-first day of the month at evening. Seven days there shall be no leaven found in your houses, For whoever eats what is leavened, that person shall be cut off from the congregation of Israel, whether he is an alien or a native of the land. You shall not eat anything leavened in all your dwellings. You shall eat only unleavened bread.
2: And coming from a Jewish home, Shelley, I remember how your mother cleaned out everything of the food, packed it away. Uh, dishes, packed it away, and took out Passover dishes. Those dishes were only used on Passover, and the food that was brought for the seven days of unleavened bread came blessed by the rabbis and had to do with kosher food for Passover, that nothing would be with leaven or yeast, which is a picture of sin. And for us who know Jesus, we should be living in him and allowing his life in us to be lived through us, that he delivered us from sin.
1: Amen. Amen. So I want to talk about unleavened bread for a moment because basically it's yeast and leaven is placed in bread dough to make it rise. But we need to remember that the people of Israel had to leave in haste uh, from from Egypt on that night. And the Hebrew women did not bake bread with leaven because they had to leave Egypt in haste. And interestingly, Juni, that leaven in the New Testament is for the most part symbolic of a corrupting influence. It, it basically stands for sin. We see how significant this is when we turn in the New Testament to 1 Corinthians chapter 5. I'd like to read, uh, well, let's get the whole uh, picture here. Chapter 5, verse 1. Uh, this is Paul writing to the church at Corinthians, to, in Corinth. It is actually reported that there is immorality among you, an immorality of such a kind that does not exist among even the Gentiles, that someone has his father's wife. And you have become arrogant and have not mourned, M-O-U-R-N-E-D, instead, in order that the one who had done this deed might be removed from your midst. For I, on my part, though absent in body but present in spirit, have already judged him who has so committed this as though I were present. In the name of our Lord Jesus, when you are assembled and I with you in spirit, with the power of our Lord, I have decided to deliver such a one to Satan for the destruction of his flesh, that his spirit might be saved in the day of the Lord Jesus. Your boasting is not good. Do you not know that a little leaven leavens the whole lump of dough? Clean out the old leaven that you may be a new lump just as you are in fact unleavened for Christ our Passover also has been sacrificed. Let us therefore celebrate the feast not with old leaven nor with the leaven of malice and wickedness but with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. God is opening a door for us to celebrate the issue of Passover and unleavened bread with the unleavened bread of sincerity and truth. Junie, that's a a great word for all of us, whether we're from Gentile backgrounds or from Jewish backgrounds, because again, he was referring to the immorality that took place, which was sinful, and it was leavened with sin. And here we see that God is crying out to all of us that we need to be unleavened because leavened is a picture of sin. So the Feast of Unleavened Bread is a picture of how we should be living every day.
2: And we are in the midst of a plague in the earth with COVID-19. And we need to ask ourselves, are we living a holy life Are we looking to God? Are we believing in him and trusting him? Or are we living out of our old life and flesh, which is sinful?
1: Yes, Lord.
2: And has leaven in it. And Jesus delivered us from our sin. And if you don't know Yeshua, Jesus, as your Messiah, as the Son of God, cry out to him. Ask him to deliver you and to save you, and he'll give you a new life. He'll put a new heart within you, and he will enable you to live a holy life because Jesus lived about 33 years in the flesh as the Son of Man and the Son of God without sin, without leaven. And his life in you and in me can enable us to live a holy, sanctified, consecrated, separated life unto him.
1: Amen. Let it be. I want to go back. Let's stay on this issue of unleavened bread. Because matzah, which is an unleavened bread, is, is eaten for these days. And there's an interesting thing that takes place at a Passover meal. Three pieces of matzah are put in what's called a matzah bag. There's sections in it. There's three sections. So each piece of matzah is put in one of the three sections. They're separated by uh, a little, uh, a break, uh, what can I call it? Uh, there's compartments, and each one is in its own compartment. But interestingly, the middle one, however, is broken and half of it is taken out of the bag and it's wrapped in a linen cloth. And this piece of matzah is called afikomen. If I spell it um, phonetically, it's A-F-I-K-O-M-E-N, afikomen. It's interesting that the derivation of this word afikomen is gr- is traced to a Greek word which basically means I came. Keep this in mind. In other words, apikomen, the piece that's taken out and, and hidden, means I came. It's interesting that this is the middle piece that's broken, wrapped in a linen cloth, and is hidden until the end of the Passover meal, where and it's brought back later. Keep in mind that after the death of the Messiah on the cross, his body was wrapped in linen, it was buried, you might say hidden, and three days later, the resurrection took place. Today, if you know what commercially produced matzah is, looks like, it's produced uh, mechanically, and that when you hold it up to the light, you could see some parts with holes in it. It's almost like pierce marks. You could also see certain brown marks because basically it's a light beige color and it looks like bruises and the very small holes appear like pierce marks. There are many thoughts concerning this matzah that's is called afikomen and I've seen some writings where uh, Jewish people express it as these could very well be representative of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. It's also three categories of the Jewish people, the Koans, the, the Levites, and the Israelites. However, I just want to pose this before you, that another tradition refers to the fact that the middle piece, which if we look at the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, the, the, whole, the middle piece would be the Son of God, This seems to be the most plausible uh, 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 definition of what that afikomen is because it's a picture of the suffering servant. Juni? Yes,
2: in the um, practice of the Seder, that piece of matzah is buried low and hidden and the children look for this piece of matzah and the new testament tells us that a child shall lead us yes lord and we need to follow and know yeshua as the one buried and resurrected and delivering us from leaven our sin
1: even in the traditions that take place at passover we see a, a picture of the Lord Jesus himself, Yeshua HaMashiach. Father, it's in that name we pray.
2: Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you for joining us this evening. If you would like to get in touch with Shelly and June, you can write to them at P.O. Box 1784, Scottsdale, Arizona, 85252. That's